What's up, y'all? Hey, uh, did anyone else take off early from work uh, last Friday to watch a zero-zero draw? Um, and are you excited that you are, are you happy that you did that? Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple matches. Oh, yes. And we have our playing per, for pride fantasy soccer competition all tonight. Uh, welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the orange and black soccer cast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm here to take you through the journey as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Let's uh, run through the panel here and see who we got tonight. First, as always, we always mention this guy first when he makes it on time, and that is Mr. Dylan. Dylan, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I just want to say I might be late now and then, but I have perfect attendance. So Only because we give you the, the credit for those times you show up just for a, a little smidge of time there. They still count, but I'd they be excited to talk some footy and um, do that there thing up there. Hopefully repeat my win. Yes. So we're definitely going to talk about some uh, soccer or what Dylan's calling footy. And we will do our playing for pride soccer. It's a twist and a change on how we've done things in the past for that. And we'll explain that. Uh, but let's first uh, head up North and West to the, City of Reno, uh, and that is Brad up there. How you doing, my man? I'm doing quite well. Uh, organizing fun little fake fantasy sport uh, competitions is kind of fun. It is kind of fun, yeah, and that's why we like to do this. And, and we do it for a good cause. We do it to exactly. um, try and get a little bit of money going towards playing for Pride, Athlete Alley, uh, and, and we'll talk more about that as we go. But first, uh, if you notice, we're not going to have, uh, or if you didn't know, we don't have Alan here tonight. So we decided let's get someone else with a, a beard that can compete with Mr. Alan. Uh, we're bringing on for the first time on our show, Mr. Fat Guy Running himself, Larry. How you doing, Larry? I'm doing great, guys. And my beard smokes Alan's. It's not even close. Oh, wow. Look at that. Already calling the shots. And you, you got your green screen, but you got someone trying to peek through in the green screen there as we can see the, the magic of uh, technology. Um so uh, I believe that's Grayson, right? It is. It is. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate the invite. No, we're, we're, we're glad you're able to uh, join us and hang out with us tonight. Um, you're sort of representing the fans in our playing for pride, although all the fans are going to get to compete in that. And we'll discuss how that goes first. But first, let's talk about the pitch action. Uh, we have three matches to discuss, one that happened this past weekend and two upcoming. Uh, so let's first talk about that amazing, wonderful, exciting nil-nil draw in Atlanta against Atlanta United 2. Uh, last week, I remember, uh, you know, people were dropping stats last week about how Atlanta United likes to give up goals um, and they can't score goals. Well, one of those became true. They couldn't score a goal. 
uh, thanks to an amazing save by Patrick Rakowski that is uh, nominated for save of the week. Uh, but unfortunately, they found their defense uh, at the wrong time for Orange County fans. I'm going to go to you first, Dylan. Uh, what happened? Was Atlanta just better defensively in this match, or was this more Orange County struggle on the offensive end? No, we just couldn't couldn't put it in the back of the net. This game should have been three, four nil at least. Um, yeah, it feels like a loss, right? We played this absolutely horrible team that shifts you know, three goals a game and just couldn't put one on target, um, which is frustrating. And it, I kind of would have accepted if we just looked lethargic after flying out to uh, Atlanta, Kennesaw, where they technically play, but um, now we were just there and just could not convert. Uh, that's a bit frustrating. I mean, we're looking at Kubo just miss kind of an easy attempt he's scored much harder and, and probably should be scoring those and knows he can score those so a little, a little disappointing in that regard but oh well three I games mean, coming up to to kind of fix that i mean there wasn't a lack of opportunities and chances for orange county as we're seeing on these highlights if you're watching on the live video stream or on the recorded video stream there were plenty of opportunities that i i guess Last year's team puts away uh, at least half of those. And uh, this year's squad just cannot figure it out for some reason on some of these matches. Uh, Brad, uh, do you think the final resort on this, a nil-nil draw, is an unlucky result for Orange County? Did they deserve to come away with the full three points? Or is there something you're watching in this match? You're like, yeah, that was the outcome. That's what should have happened. Uh, it's it's a rough... It's a rough thing to really I don't know how to say it um just the team should have put more balls in the net there should have been at least two goals and we just couldn't we couldn't find it there's no excuse um and then the one time we do put it in it's offside so there's there's no excuse this team should have scored goals Rukowski did a good job making sure we didn't give up any goals um I don't know if the pitch was playing too fast because it was dusty or or what was going on, but players just couldn't connect. It was a sloppy game at times and definitely a poor result on the road. So let's Who's, go to our knows, uh, you know. Yeah, let's go to, to Larry here, sort of the, the representative of the fans, even though we're all fans, right? So I mean it's it's hard to say that that you're strictly a fan representative. Uh A, did you get to watch the match? Did you take time off from work to watch the match live? And B, um, <laughs> were, how scared were you and that uh, uh, goal that was called offside in like the 93rd, 94th minute of action there for Atlanta? Wasn't scared because it was clear he was offside. There was no, there was no doubt in my mind on that part. Uh, as for taking time off, I was lucky enough to finally, after 26 months, catch me a case of the COVID. So woohoo, I was home anyway. But even if I had been at work or hadn't had that and been home, I'd have been off work in time to see it. So I did get to watch the game. It was ugly. That pitch was horrible. Um, you could see guys were just losing their footing the entire time. It's, uh, it's, it made it hard to get good control of the ball. Missing out, not having Miko in the lineup, I think was a huge detractor for the team. Uh, he's such a catalyst when he's out there. Um, and you know, Br Brad, Brad hit it really well when he said sloppy, I thought the team was very sloppy. Um, in my typical fashion, I spent a lot of time yelling at the TV 
Um, it makes Carrie crazy, but uh, I do it anyway. So yeah, I I think it, the the game feels like a loss. I think it's probably lucky that and Atlanta didn't put one in the back of the net against us. So based off that last comment, do you think it should have been uh, a loss for Orange County? Did we get lucky to leave with a draw? Or do you think Orange County, just for whatever reason, they, they had quality chances, they should have left with three points, they just couldn't figure it out? That it ended 0-0 makes me feel like we got lucky that they didn't score. Um, I think that given the chances that we had out there, the team should have put at least minimum two in the back of the net with the opportunities that were there. And they just didn't that, uh, that header from uh, uh, I think it was Brent who headed it down to Kubo and Kubo just couldn't get his foot on it. And he was, you know, he's basically sitting on the uh, sitting on the line there. That should have been a goal. Um, Eloski could have had at least a couple. It, we, we should have walked away with three points. There's no question in my mind on that, but the zero zero OCSC has a bad tendency of giving up dumb goals late. And we all know this. We're all completely familiar with this. So I was getting a little bit nervous in that aspect. So when it ended up finishing nil-nil, I, I was fine. Well, I mean, not fine with it. I was unhappy with it. But, yeah, it was just it was just an ugly game. There's no, there's really no other way to describe it but ugly. Well, and, and now, obviously, that's why I asked how scared were you on that goal, <laughs> that uh, called yeah. that goal in the 94th minute of extra, you know, in extra yeah, time there. That would have given Atlanta the full three points, and we would have been coming home with no results. Um, our, our man, Alan always says, Dylan on the road, get a draw at home, get the win. So are we at least happy to get some sort of result in Atlanta? Or is this a missed opportunity that maybe a few months from now, Orange County is going to be looking back as a reason why they're either out of the playoffs or very low on the playoff ladder. Um, it looks like it's going to be out of the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's just rounding into June, but we still look so, so poor. Um, no, this is one, right, there's exceptions to that. Sometimes you play a really good team at home and you drop points, and sometimes you play really bad teams on the road and you expect to get points. And the performance said that we should have picked up points. I mean, somehow the 13 shots and the one on target um, and a lot of opportunities in there. And we're, we need to put those away because, I mean, looking at some of the games we've played this year, uh, you know, 2-1, 1-1, 2-1. Um, a 5-2 win, a 5-1 loss, a 5-1 win. It, the ability is there to score. So, yeah. And the ability in the play that they actually had, this one should have been a win. should have been three points. Because this is um, one you can circle when the schedule comes out. You can say, oh, we could get all three points. should be able to get the three points. Even yeah. if we're tired, even if the pitch is horrible, even if the refereeing is not great. Even if it should have been a pen. Even if some of the guy that's six or five should have won a free header in the box, still should have gotten three points. Um, Brad, I'll, I'll give you a question, then we'll let Larry wrap things up on this match. Um, can we blame this weird Friday uh, kickoff at 4.30 Pacific time as to any excuse? Or can we give that as an excuse for Orange County as to why maybe they played sloppily in this match, being that, a, they typically aren't playing on a Friday. B, uh, their bodies aren't set to play uh, on a East Coast kickoff time. I mean, that's just what the USL has been the last few years is the West Coast has stayed West Coast, East Coast has stayed East Coast. Uh, so your body's not used to having a kickoff at 4.30 Pacific time, body time 
on a weekday, um, let alone a weekend. It, can we can we use that as any kind of excuse, or is is this just flat up a, a poor result for Orange County? Atlanta United two is I don't want to call them a poor team because I know that they had some uh, members that got reintroduced into the squad that are definitely of of uh, USL slash MLS verge talent. Um, however, this isn't something we can blame on the East Coast travel. Uh, the team is the team is better than this, and I know that we also had a zero zero draw in our sole uh, travel out east last season to Charleston. But I feel like that point of the year, we were playing poor. Um, at this point, the team needs to figure out how to how to put goal, goals into the net, how to put the ball into the net. And it's like everything's there except for the ball crossing the line. The setup is there. The, the players are in the right spot where they need to be. The movement looks better from the beginning of the season. The ball doesn't get to the back of the net. And really quick, before we get to Larry for a final thought on, on this match, our producer throwing up a comment there on the social media is that, uh, he feels like the Eastern Conference team should have to come to us. We did have uh, FC Tulsa. They they visited us, and they're technically an East Coast or Eastern Conference team, but their center of the country, Eastern Conference, which sort of sucks. Uh, so far, we've had to go to Indianapolis. We've had to go to Atlanta. Um, not very fun for us in those results. Uh, Larry, last thoughts? Anything you want to say lastly on this match against Atlanta before we move on to some previews and figure out what's going to happen next for Orange County? I, I would rather just move on from Atlanta. I've never liked the city anyway. Well, my dad went to college there. Hey, <laughs> my, and my cousins live there. Don't it's so not we got some we got some battles going on down here. I think Brad's not gonna be a Larry fan after this episode if, if things keep going this way. Nobody is. I'm okay with it. <laughs> um so Weird scheduling this time of year. And why is it always, it seems like, cause I think last year we always talked about the dreaded June scheduling and it seems like we're, we're hitting right before June this year, we're getting to this weird schedule, a mix uh, where we have a Friday kickoff in Atlanta um, followed up by a Wednesday kickoff in Oakland. Um, not the nicest or the most friendly of travel for the defending champions. Uh, I, I know there is the, the conspiracy theories that the USL is trying to punish us for winning the championship last year. So they're giving us a poor schedule. Uh, they're giving us uh, poor travel. I mean, it, are, are, are you upset Dylan that we're having to go from Atlanta, get a couple days in between a match and then have to go to Oakland. I know Oakland's not far, but it's hard when you have to travel back to back with within less than a week. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of travel. Um, and it's I'm trying to keep this family friendly, but it's unacceptable. Um, if it's not obvious that they're screwing us, it's kind of us playing Tampa again, like having a, a title rematch and still having to go to Outlying Stadium in St. Pete is a complete joke. Um, but it's it's not much of a secret, I think, that the league isn't a huge fan of Orange County for a lot of reasons. Some of those are historical. Some of those are a little more new. Um, but, yeah, it's just frustrating, and I, I feel the worst for the players who, you know, imagine you're a Daniel Peterson, imagine you're a Milano-Lowski, imagine you're literally anyone who just played and you've flown all the way to Atlanta, thankfully probably a direct flight. You've played in Atlanta. You've flown back. You've probably had a day off, um, maybe one day of training. 
and a bus or a flight up to Oakland. I'm not gonna, you know, take it right back down here, day off, maybe a little bit of training and straight to another game. So I know the players like to play a lot of games, but I don't think they like uh, that much travel because that that is a brutal, brutal week. Well, let's remember too, this is USL championship. This is not where players, uh, teams are doing chartered flights uh, where they get their, their private flights to and from the matches. These are, they're probably flying on whatever the cheapest flight was to get to Atlanta, whether it be Southwest, Delta, or any other airline. And, and it's going to be similar. Like Dylan said, maybe even a bus ride up to Oakland because that's feasible in that. I'm going to ask Brad, Brad's going to have to, I'm going to give you a homework assignment, Brad. You're going to have to put together uh, maybe some sort of, calculation of the miles traveled for each of the teams and see where orange County stands. I don't know if that's too much to ask of you, if you have the time to do that, but figure out, let, let's figure out because orange County has had to go out to Indianapolis, Atlanta, and they will have to go out to Tampa Bay sometime later this season. Those are some pretty far matches to, to make. And we already know a West coast team is probably going to have the longest travel just because it's such a, a, a spread out um, area of the country when you're in the Western conference, but let's just sort of see where does orange County stand? Maybe, uh, there was an argument to be made that, yeah, the, the conspiracy theories are real. It's it, we're, we're getting sort of shafted or screwed on the uh, on the uh, schedule. Brad, um, this Oakland match, uh, you know, it, it's we, we, we just recently faced Oakland and it wasn't the funnest outcome. Correct. Uh, if I can remember correctly, remind me if I'm wrong. Did we already face Oakland? We did. Right. Yes. And it was a two two draw. And we gave two-two up a draw at home. Ninety second or or 96th minute right before the whistle. It was one of those games like the Sacramento one from last season. So, so what are your thoughts? Is, is this just sort of, is this one of those matches that orange County maybe says, let's just not even worry about this match and let's focus on the upcoming match on Saturday because of the lack of, of time between matches um, just the weird scheduling, or uh, is there something orange County maybe can do to uh, still three points in Oakland? I don't think at this point in the season you can say as an Orange County player and fan that these games are are ones that you can just write off, especially against your conference opponents, ones that are going to be near you in the table at the end of the season. O- this Oakland Roots team is a lot better uh, than they were last season. Um, they have been playing a lot better so far this season. Uh, where are they sitting so far on the table? I believe they're they are twelfth out of thirteen yeah. teams in the Western Conference, Brad. But you so have to remember, la- you have to remember last time at this season they were the bottom ranked team, averaging under one point a game. And, they would be uh, the bottom ranked team if Monterey Bay wasn't a team in the Western Conference, and that's that's saying a lot there, right? I mean, Monterey Bay hasn't looked great so far this season. They've looked better in their last two games, uh, but you you can't at this point in the season say that we shouldn't be fighting for points wherever we can get them. Um, I'm not disappointed, especially because this is the road game to Oakland. Um, I'm not disappointed in a draw. However, I'm fully, I'm fully expecting the team to at least putting, put in the effort to win. Uh, This team is better. This team is better than we give them credit for. However, they need to start winning some of these games. And yeah, Peter uh, from the Oakland roots blog uh, said it perfectly. They have seven draws in the season. And are doing really well at scrounging up some points. I know that they've been behind in a lot of games so far this season, um, but but Oakland Roots are not a team to be slept on. They're in the same boat as we are. 
they need to start winning. We need to start winning. And if you look at that table, you know, if we win on Wednesday, we're jumping up to seventh place instead of 11th. And we'll still have a game in hand over uh, the current seventh place team, which is uh, Vegas Lights and uh, a, a game ahead of Sac Republic. So we need to start winning these games. It's very close and contentious in the West Coast right now. Larry, your turn to, to answer a question, and then you can give your just overall thoughts on what you think with this upcoming match. Uh, I'm going to give you this question. Uh, the match against Atlanta was the first clean sheet for Patrick Kurkowski and Orange County's defense all season. Uh, is that the like bright side of the match in Atlanta yeah. that we were able to keep the clean sheets? Maybe the defense can get on that roll, which uh, let's all be honest, last year's championship was based off of really good defense at the, the, the second half of the season, or at least when Chapo took over. Is this a turning point for that defense? Because they've struggled to keep the ball out of the net all season. And is that something you're looking forward to, maybe getting back-to-back clean sheets now at this time? Uh, a clean sheet against Atlanta, too, is kind of like throwing a no-hitter against the Oakland A's. It's just not really all that impressive for those of you who are baseball fans. Uh Hey, look, Rack getting the clean sheet, great. He's got one in his back pocket now for the season. He hasn't had one yet. Uh, this is not the this is not the clean sheet to hang your hat on and be proud of. But the Atlanta team is was not that good. I don't think you know Pat. Pat made a great save off of that header, um, but yeah, I don't think that necessarily uh, uh, opens up the door for the defense to start playing better than what they've been playing. Well, I mean, let's bring in a different sports analogy because you wanted to bring up the Oakland A's no hitter thing. <laughs> hey, in like a sport like basketball, right? A, a shooter is struggling. What do they tell him to do? Go and get a layup or go drive and get fouled and get a free throw because that'll open up the net for you. Is that not an argument for this then? We've gotten the clean sheet, even though it was against Atlanta. Uh, Larry compares it to getting a no hitter against the A's. No disrespect for any Oakland fans that may be listening to us. Obviously, he probably threw out Oakland because that's our upcoming opponent. So that's just sort of a double thing. But yeah, Oakland baseball is not the the most uh, uh, financially backed baseball team in the world. No. Um, and and let me ask you this then, Larry, since we're not so excited about that clean sheet, what do we want out of Orange County? What does Orange County need to do to come away with three points in Oakland? And do you think that's actually a possibility, or do you think a draw is more the realistic goal? Uh, I I am uh, I'm kind of concerned about this game. Uh, back uh, a few weeks ago, we said there was a 10-game run coming up, and the team needed to take 20 points out of that 10 games. So far in the first three games, we got five points, and that's not really – that's not pretty. That leaves us seven games for 13 points to stay in the playoff hunt. Oakland is one point behind us. The last time we played them, that was the park the bus game before we played Tulsa and what the ass off of Tulsa. Uh, 69% possession to 31 on our home turf. If if our boys go out and do that again, we're not going to get out of there with a 2-2 draw. We're not. We're going to walk out of there with a loss and not get any points. If we can, if the team can come out of there with a point, I will actually be happy with that result. Oakland hasn't, Oakland has lost, I think I wrote it down. They've only lost one of their last eight games. Um, or it might even be that they might be undefeated in their last eight games. <clears throat> Most of them ties. Uh, we haven't lost in five. I think that if we park the bus again, if we are not attacking, then we're going to walk out of there with our tails between our legs and 
come stumbling back here to face New Mexico on Saturday. So I think what we're learning about Oakland is if this team was playing in the eighties, when it was two points for a win, one point for a draw, they'd be sitting, sitting pretty, but because of teams doing that back in the days, they changed it to three points for the win, one point for the draw, <laughs> uh, to fix that and, and stop that from happening. Um, let's do this really quick. We uh, need to figure out some score predictions for this match. Um, Dil- let, let's go to our con- uh, contest right now really quick. Brad's not ready for it, so um, who cares, though? He was doing something else, and he's trying to talk, but he's got his mic muted. So it's I, I, had it open. I had it open, but I forgot, and I had to scroll to the other screen. So last week wasn't pretty for most, not just us, but most people that are Orange County fans. Dylan actually built his lead uh, from last week because he at least predicted a draw, even though he didn't get any of the numbers right. He did predict a draw. Uh, So he got four points last week. Uh, I believe Brad picked up some points, but Alan and myself didn't get anything. So um, with that said, here's our standings for the podcast guys. Dylan's still in first with 44 uh, stretching that lead a little bit. He was getting scared that uh, Alan and I were catching up. So he went and decided to be smart, I guess, uh, last week. Uh, and then you can see the rest of y'all. It still looks like it's Emrod who is leading out of the fan uh, uh, guesses. What do we got? Is is Larry part of this or is it just Grayson? No, it's, like it's just no, Grayson. No, Grayson is me. Yeah. Oh, Grayson is Larry. My, right. my other so, screen name is El Patron de Grayson. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's where that's where we're getting Grace on here. So Correct. you're you're you you're, you're looking. It? Nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> let's just let's just say this, right? Larry's looking like more of an expert than most of us on this podcast with his 43 points there on predicting this. Um, for those of you not aware, we just do predictions. We give points based on predictions, uh, and we've made it a goal that if uh, if any of you fans can beat the top score out of us, quote unquote experts we will give you some sort of prize. So right now that would only be uh, Nathan and Emrod, but Grayson or Larry are is really close right there. And a few of you still have room to make up Logan's at 42, Mr. Exclusive Insider himself. Um, let's figure this out. Let's do some predictions for this match. And I'm going to go to you first, Dylan, because you're in the lead. Uh, what is your prediction for this match against Oakland? Both of these teams love to draw. One. Oh, one, one. One. one one from Dylan. I've already written it down before before you even asked him. I already wrote down his score. He hasn't changed it except for twice in the whole season. Okay, I I've got to do this, man, because he'd always give me a hard time for going with a five nil score line. I kept repeating it. He'd get mad at me. We're gonna have to start getting mad at you, Dylan, for for your repeated score lines. Hey, man, that's fine, but like realistically, we're not a good team, so it's a very very realistic suggestion that we would concede a goal up until last week we managed that every single game all and right we so one because milano Oski is you know really freaking good mr richard chaplow if you're listening dylan thinks we don't have a good team or mr oliver uh these dylan says we don't have a good team so just shoot uh he's not on twitter anymore so you have to find another way maybe let's let's give out his home address and you can send him an actual old school mail uh, uh, letter through the mail of your displeasure of him, folks. Please do, yeah. What is that address, yeah. Dylan? Um, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> what city? Uh, zip code state. <laughs> That's gonna be Washington D.C. Yeah. I love that. Whoever is, is in that? the room with Dylan uh, chuckled at that address um, when that address was given away. Um, let me ask you, Brad. Did we get a prediction from Mister Allen, who's uh, tied for second place with me? Um, no, we did not. 
Ooh, we get to we get to pick Allen's prediction then because he did not provide one for this match. Wow. And I'm gonna assume he didn't predict the other match too. So we're gonna get to mess wow. with Allen a little wow. bit on here. Um, so how do we want to do this? Uh, Larry, as the guest, I'm gonna let you uh tell us how we want to pick Allen's score for prediction for Oakland. How close is Allen sitting in the standings? He is tied. He is with in Ray, second place with 37 points. No. He is seven yes. points behind Dylan for first oh, place. Oh, okay. Well, in that in that case, then I want to I want to try to help Allen out. So I'm gonna say 17, 16, Oakland. 16, 7. Wow. Got it. That there would be exciting go. if nothing Helpful. else. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should just get Larry like a, a trombone or something, and he can just basically be uh Allen 2.0. He's got the beard already. He's got, you know, uh, although he doesn't sit with a shower curtain behind him or whatever it is, but, uh, you know, whatever. What What is it that you got in that glass there, Mr. Larry? Uh, you know, because this is a special occasion, it's the first time that I got have been invited to come talk on the podcast. I pulled out my special occasion bottle. That is a Red Breast 12-year-old oh, um, yep. Irish whiskey. It is magnificent. You get about two ounces of whiskey. You get about a third of an ounce of water. And oh my God, it's magnificent. What you said, water, the water. No, 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 no. The, like the water. I agree with water. Oh, water amount, belongs in amount, whiskey. The amount. A third the of amount. an ounce is a lot of water, in my opinion. But oh, no, I'm also a third of an ounce is a drop. It's nothing. Wait, wait. But can we say this? And I, we'll get back to our predictions. I, I know I like to sidetrack sometimes. <laughs> but you do know that our partner club is from Scotland. So shouldn't you be drinking a scotch? Red Breast is good. Hey, you know what? I'm good. I'm just I'm I'm not a scotch drinker. It just doesn't work for me. All right, all right. Honest, that's perfect. Let me get my prediction in. I'm gonna predict one nil Orange County. I I, I think we're getting another another uh, clean sheet. Uh, I think this is gonna go on a roll. This is the the getting fouled and going to the free throw line and knocking down your two free throws for Patrick Krakowski. He's in line for a couple uh, shutouts, two or three in a row here. So. The Atlanta was the first one. Let's get another one right here. Um, Brad, you need you have some room to make up. What are you going to do for your prediction? Wait, wait. Did you mention your prediction? I did not catch yours. Do, 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 is, that, is this typical, Larry? Do people not listen to me when I talk? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I guess so. Maybe I should just shut up. Right, so I, got, I, I, I had written down 5-0 um, Oakland, but what was your actual prediction? 1-0 OC. Okay. Okay. I did write it down correctly on the form. Cool. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, my um, prediction. Um, this is the must-win game of the uh, week slate that I feel like we need to win. Uh, I have two-one. Uh, Orange County. The must game. What must-win game of the week? Two-one Orange County for Brad. Larry, uh, what's your uh, your prediction? Uh, so we can add it on here, and then we'll let everyone uh, else. Brad just said it. We ha- we have got to come out of Oakland with three points. We have to. Two-one uh, OCSC. Good choice. There we go. Let's so equal, equalizing there. Anyone else listening, share your predictions um, anywhere on the chats for this live stream, social media, on the Discord. Um, share with us what you think your prediction is for this match, and we'll keep track of it. Brad's doing a good job of that. Thank you, Brad, for doing that. Um, one other match to look forward to before we uh, wrap all of this on-field talk, and this is an upcoming match. This upcoming, what, Saturday at home uh, against New Mexico United. It's a our early kickoff. Um, at Championship Soccer Stadium. It's also going to be Pride Night for the team, which um, I, I'm going to say this right now. I'm excited to see that the the club has been focusing more on this. I, I believe our first year, uh, I know for, our sh- for a fact our first year doing this, no one 
from the club mentioned anything about Pride Month. Um, and I think we only heard from Aiden Quinn as a player um, as far as, you know, in support of Richards. playing for Pride or Athlete Alley or even just, you know, Pride Month. Um, it's it's definitely a swing in in what the club is doing for some of this. And so they're doing an actual Pride Night, which is awesome to see. I, I, I think I hear even rumors or, or thoughts that Caroline Coalition is going to do something or try and do something um, to represent that in their section as well. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Larry. Uh, New Mexico United, the last time we played them, uh, I think I got seasick because the camera work in New Mexico was not the greatest, but I think it was uh, a draw. It was a 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. So, yeah, yeah take down. Game, Milan was about an inch or less away from having a brace and us winning that game 2-1. And we all can recall, that's probably up to this point, probably one of the uh, celebrations of the year from a player was Milan Oloski leading the the band of the curse, I guess. Was it was it to the, the curse fans or the curse yeah. supporters uh, being the band leader, which was pretty amazing. Although we did learn from Alan that he wasn't doing it correctly. So, um, but nothing, Milan's not a, a, ba a band member. We know that. Um, I know it's hard when you look, we have Oakland still between now and then, but just quickly thoughts on this, uh, Dylan, this match against New Mexico, is this one winnable? And I believe this one's actually on like pay TV, like as far as like over the air or cable TV or whatever on ESPN, the port this. So if you want to listen in Spanish, you can, and you don't have to have ESPN plus or Valley sports or whatever, but, um, what do you think on this match, Dylan? Is this one that we can get three points out of being at home against New Mexico? I pulled a Brad for a second. They're all little games. Um, there's no reason why we can't come away with something in this one. I, I said it last time, New Mexico has it in their DNA that they want to give up late goals. Um, so all we have to do is not concede for 90 minutes. We can probably come away with a 1-0 victory. Um, why not start even earlier and maybe uh, score a couple more, make it really difficult for them. But yeah, they, they're kind of afflicted with the same, um, no pun intended, curse as as we are and their inability to uh, get through stoppage time without conceding so why not get three points let me go to you next brad um we all know i mean it's well documented any usl fan knows this that uh, there's this huge rivalry between new mexico and phoenix um and the new mexico fans tend to want to talk trash uh, on phoenix so uh, obviously wh where I'm going with this is Orange County just signed a player that last played for Phoenix. Uh, is that bad timing from Orange County putting a Phoenix player on the roster and that's giving maybe New Mexico a reason to want to beat us just because there's this Phoenix tie or is, and, you know, keep in mind, you know, it, it's a player that may not play much um, in the match, but is, is that just bad timing to do that for Orange County? Should they have waited uh, at least till next week to announce the signing? Are you sure that you don't live in Nevada with all this like gambler like philosophy and like luck and superstition? Calm down, like dude. It's a I, I, I'm, signing. I, I'm the one that needs to make this interesting, so I like to ask the interesting questions. I don't want to just say, "Hey, give us your breakdown of the match, Dylan. Give us the breakdown of the match, Brad. Hey, Larry, what's the breakdown of the match, or what do you think is going to happen?" I got to ask these random questions, and this is just one that literally popped to my head uh, right before I got to you, Brad. So that's why you got this question. Uh, um, no, I mean, 
I'm a superstitious person, but we're really grasping at straws with uh, with the idea that the players really have that much of like a a care about. Oh, this person's from Phoenix. They just beat Phoenix seven zero. Sorry, uh, the Baby Birds seven to zero. So I think, well, I think you were having just... fun with that match too, Brad. You were enjoying that match, I think, on social media. Yes, yes. At least I on our on our behind the scenes chats, I think. Mm-hmm. That was a fun match to watch. Um, Larry, I, I, you know, uh, Russell, who's listening live said, uh, Chris, we hands the X factor in this match. Um, based off that comment alone, is that a good sign for orange County or a bad sign for orange County? Chris is a great player. He, he's a great player. He's a class act. He's a nice guy. Uh, X factor. I don't think I would agree with that simply based upon the last game that we played against them. He was not a factor, if I remember correctly, because it was really early in the season, two months ago. Um, I don't remember him really being much of a factor at all in that game. And Dylan, you probably have a better memory of it than I do, possibly. Um, I could be completely wrong. So I, I, the X factor in the game is, as I've talked about earlier, it's, it's our defense. Our defense is the X factor every week and whether or not they can perform on the back line. All right. So let me ask you this, Larry. This question's for you as a fan, and, and yeah. this is totally going a little off topic here, but I'll be Skendy. What position does he play for Orange County? <laughs> All of them. I, I, the, he's been up front. He's been a wing. He's been a center back. He's played it right back. Only thing he hasn't done is play goalie. So, and he's big enough to play goalie. Um, he, he is not the fleetest of foot personal opinion. And keep in mind, I don't know squat, Center back next to Michael, um, you know, he's 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 a bigger, slower version of less talented version of Rob Kiernan. Um, again, love the guy. I've talked to him a few times. Super nice. Great guy. Good, good personality. Love the fact that he's six five and on those corners, he can get up high and get, uh, uh, you know, put the ball, get, get his head on the ball and put it down to the back of the net. Maybe a couple more times this year would be great. I I. I think he should be as a center back playing in the middle there with, uh, with Michael. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think he should be the center of the center back trio. Cause we're playing a back three, right? I, I, I still am very confused as to why he's on the outside portion where you need a little bit more pace, but that's a, that's the reason I'm not a USL championship head coach. I'm only a U 12 uh, youth soccer coach out, out there. Um, let's get our predictions in for New Mexico. Um, we'll go reverse order this time. So we'll go to who's in last place first. So Brad, you get to pick first your, your first score for this match. Mm. It's sort of I, an advantage for Dylan in doing this. Cause now he can listen to all of ours and, and play it safe. Dylan's going to choose the same score. I've already written it down. <laughs> See, he's even nodding about it. Um, I'm, I'm really doubtful that this one's a win. In fact, I think this one's realistically a draw. However, I want to put the uh, good mojo energy out there. So I'm just going to repeat what I said for uh, Oakland. We need to start winning some of these games two to one. All right. And what I'm going to do is, is we we let Larry pick Allen's prediction the first time. For this match, whatever fan wants to throw a comment in first and foremost, whoever gets theirs in first for Allen's prediction, just type in Allen and what his score prediction will be. We will count that as his prediction officially. My prediction for this match is going to be 2-1 Orange County. 2-1 wow. Orange County. Original scoreline. Yeah. 
I'll just gotta save for the round at this point. Oh, there we go. Alan is predicting a two one. Wow, Mikey, you're very nice, Alan. It means I can't. I should change mine then because I want to be able to at least get past Alan, right? I'm gonna say two nil Orange County. Hold on, hold on. Do we do we do we want to uh, go on technicality here? Uh, Mikey did spell Alan's name incorrectly. <laughs> no, we'll give it to him. We knew. We, I mean, okay. It would be like if someone came on and spelled, you know, D I L H O N or something like that for Dylan and say that's his prediction. I mean, we would still give it to them. Dilhan. Mikey, we do need your predictions for both games this weekend. I, I um, yeah. So Alan gets two one. I'm gonna. So Brad, you got me down for my two nil then. Yes, Dylan, you did change. What it. is your prediction? One. One. <laughs> Shocking. I know. Can we, Brad, can you just put that down for the rest of the season for Dylan's predictions? That no, way, he um, might get wild and like change. Save from, stuff uh, in time. You can change it. He might get. It, he might go a little crazy and say two two or something like that, right? <laughs> um, all right, let's get into this next portion here. Whoa, let's whoa, talk whoa. You're missing, you're missing somebody here. Who? Our bottom left corner oh, here. Larry. Yeah, Larry, what's your prediction? Your, your actual I prediction. I got you. Sorry. I, I, I don't think you want to hear my prediction because this is why I'll probably never be invited back to 1-New Mexico. No, yeah, that's not an unreasonable that. prediction. You know, it, it's all part of the, the master plan. We want to become experts, and that's part of it is trying to learn how to predict matches properly. Um, hence, I haven't done many of my 5-0, my, my world-famous 5-0 predictions this season. Um, so, And I do say world-famous because we have been listened to uh, across the globe per the Google Analytics we've been listened to in Russia and in Australia and in some parts of Africa and South America. So world famous all around the world, all around the globe. Uh, let's let's move on now. Um, every year in the month of June, we like to do a little fantasy game that we uh, uh, do to help support playing for pride in Athlete Alley every year. Uh, the losers donate money, although even the winner donates money as well. And as a podcast, we donate some money too as well. Um, and this typically what we did is we just did a draft. Everyone picked players when no one could have the same players and we would see where it ended up. But Brad said, Nope, don't like that. We're going to change things up. And he did things his way. Like Frank Sinatra sings. Uh, so Brad, give us the rules of how this new playing for pride fantasy soccer works. All right. So um, in the past, you know, when, especially when you guys were the three of you guys, four of you guys making predictions, um, there have been some really good ways of doing it. A snake draft for 24 players is a really good way of doing it. However, there are now five of us, and we wanted to open up the floor for fans to join this year. And a snake draft where every single team got five players from Orange County literally is impossible unless we're starting to pick up uh, players we hope could join the team in the future, like... Uh, Ray's Chris favorite Cortez. player, I was going to say Harry Kane, but, you know, Chris Cortez is a good example, too. Um, so because of that, I was hoping that uh, and we have changed up the system a little bit this year um, to kind of flip over to a different system. I call it a salary cap. Essentially, each team is given a budget to spend on players. Um, I arbitrarily uh, named it $13. So every team has lucky $13 to spend. And yeah, Really quick, Brad. Really quick, Brad. Can you yes. give us a scientific method between be behind the $13 and how each player was given a value? So um, 
I chose everything. Uh, therefore, I have an advantage, and when I come in last place again this year, I have only myself to blame. Uh, no. Um, kind of, uh, we looked at it and said, hey, or I looked at it and said, hey, every player sh- uh, should be given a chance to be on someone's roster. But if you're going to want to have one of the higher producing players like Milan Oloski or Cuba Torres, you're going to need to cough up some serious dough. Um, so that's why those players are worth the most at $5. They're the only two players worth five. Um, Miko Kuningas is, uh, statistically one of the better scoring players so far this year. He is a value of four and goalies. Like I said, last year, um, have a, a little bit of a slanted, uh, curve to earning more points or have the ability to earn more points based on their performance. And plus, you know, they're going to start pretty much every game. Uh, so that's why Rakowski is a four. However, if you are a sadist and think Rakowski might get hurt during the month of June, that's why Colin, Colton Colin, what is his name? I can't remember off the top of my head. Colton Colin. Um, <laughs> Colton Colin Shuttler. That's what it is. The TN Shuttler uh, confused me. He's worth $1 if you really think that uh, Rakowski is going to need a day of rest. Um, so. <laughs> You move down the list. Uh, prices are on the form, which I have linked in the uh, Google chat that we have. It's also uh, in a million different places at this point. I think it's on the Reddit, the Discord, the Facebook. Um, it'll be on the Twitter at some point. Um, but every team is given $13. You spend it appropriately. And this way, everybody has the chance to get the players they want on their team. There's no draft where someone gets uh kind of scuffed by picking sixth and seventh and then not getting another player until pick number uh 13 14. So hopefully this new system works out very well. Everyone gets the players they want. Um but $13 still allows you to kind of be forced to pick some of the lower end players. Um there are some really good deals in there. Uh, so go check it out, sign up, and uh, even though we're going to make donations towards Athlete Alley, Ally, uh, there is no mandatory you must donate to play and sign up. Um, we just ask that you do donate because we here at Orange and Black Soccer Cast, this is a uh, cause very near and dear to our hearts. All right, so here's the, the big question I have for you, Brad. Uh, I know some people have already submitted their mm-hmm. uh, rosters. What is the percentage of rosters that have Patrick Krakowski on their roster? That's that's the big question here. I would assume most, but who knows? Um, let's see. The percentage is uh, 71.4. Five out of the seven teams that have drafted so far include Patrick Krakowski. And all of those teams picked him first overall. Perfect. So let's do this. Let's... Um... Uh, let's figure things out here. Uh, Dylan, did you submit your roster? And if so, do you remember your roster? Uh, I have not yet submitted. All right. So Dylan has not yet submitted. Get yours in, Dylan, because we want to hear who you are picking. Okay. Um, But we did, I think Alan submitted his, correct, Brad? Yes, Alan did. All right. So let us know who Alan drafted for his roster, if you may. So I'm going to go in his pick order. Um, So with his $13... Allen picked uh, Milan Olaski, worth five. Uh, Miko Kuningas, worth four. Um, Daniel Peterson, worth three. Tommy McCabe, worth one. And Jonathan Gomez for the discount value of 
zero. That's $13. I'm very interested in how many people are going to pick one of those zero players so they can have some more of the higher producing players in their roster. Um, did Larry submit his? That's, that's the question I wanted. Did, Larry, did you submit your roster yet? Not yet, but no. I got it right here. Oh, you got it. Do you want to announce who you're going to pick? Absolutely. All right. Let's see what Larry's got on his roster. All right. My number one pick, big man in the center, Albie. Followed up by my favorite Dane outside of Thomas and of Olson, Daniel Peterson. One of my favorites of the three Oloski brothers, Milan. Stanford Cardinal, Hunter Gorski. And Notre Dame fighting Irishman, Tommy McCabe. And I will say this, uh, our producer, uh, Andy, I think put a comment in there. I, I feel like Gomez did play some minutes already this season and he has, uh, he appeared against Tulsa FC Tulsa on the blowout. He's a, a youngster on the roster. So, um, that's what we got there. Um, see Brad, you said you have, or you haven't done yours yet. I have done my roster. What has Brad got on his roster? So my roster uh, consists of mostly actually uh, three cosplayers. I decided to take the uh, the hopefully these players make it a lot of assists uh, route. So my roster can uh, consists of my top goal scorer Albie Skendi, uh, a midfielder Tony Rocha, uh, Brent Richards, uh, Daniel Peterson, and finally the one point oddball player on my team Hunter Gorski. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, I I did jot down my picks, but I left it at the office today. So I I, I know some of them. I can't remember all of them. So I'm gonna let you, Brad. You can you can announce. Oh, who I, I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear who uh, you thought you picked. Um, well, I know I did Rakowski, and I know I did Gorski. Um, yep, I know yep. I did. Um, I believe I did Alaski Milan. Yep. Um, I believe I did Ugo. Yep. And the last one would be Jonathan Gomez. Indeed. You went uh, in order. Rakowski, Alaski, Gorski, Ako- Oh, I got to sneeze. Akoli and uh, Gomez. <laughs> I felt like I, it almost sounded like you were going to crack up gonna on cry. Uh, there with my fourth pick. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, any other drafts that we want to share that, in, or did Andy do one? Yes. I don't know if Andy, our producer, wants to jump on and announce his himself, or does he want to give it to you, Brad, to announce? We'll um, see what we go oh, there. There he is. There's our producer, yeah, Andy. I'll be honest. I don't remember what I picked. So if Brad could just read them for me, that would be better. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy, Was it just Andy, a random pick from our producer? Who knows? Let's find out what he got. Andy uh, picked in order Rakovsky, Richards, uh, Villanueva, uh, Osadina, and McCabe. All right, there we go. So um, who else did we get picks from? If, if you want to just briefly share really quick um, any other picks we got, just really quick. So uh, our other picks that we did were uh, Nathan, uh, Russell, and Parker. And uh, I saw Russell did make a comment in here. Um, he mentioned, can I do multiple donations and pick a second team? Um, yes, I do think it is more than okay to pick as many teams as you want. Uh, however, because of the way the form is uh, set up through Google, um, you can only do one team per email, and I apologize for that. So just create a new Google uh, a Gmail 
address and you can just stuff the ballot. And look into just turning off email as requirement. But I don't want <laughs> like was... people to just spam the form. Out of curiosity, what was Russell's uh, first uh, five picks? First five picks in order were Rakovsky, Kiernan, Alosky, uh, Gorski, McCabe. All right, perfect. And, and yeah, maybe we don't turn off the email thing because then we'll get a situation where someone stuffs the ballots uh, like we had for um, our good friend Harry in San Antonio for our guest of the year last year. He got like <laughs> an outrageous amount of votes when none of the other categories did, although we did find out someone handed a, a tablet or a phone to uh, their kid and said, hey, vote. And the kid just kept voting over and over and over for the same person. So that's how that happened. Um, let's go ahead and get things wrapped up here. Oh, Larry, did you have a comment? No, that was me just spamming out votes, mostly for oh, myself. There we go. There we go. Is, is that what you do when it comes to the official uh, U.S. balloting also as well? Do you spam out votes? Well, you know, you can, in fact, pick up five to ten or I don't know exactly how many, but you can turn in other people's votes. It's totally legal. It's called ballot harvesting. <laughs> oh, you do know that we uh, we do stream this live. So, you know, now you're going to be on the Fed's radar. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do this. Let's uh, start wrapping things up here. Random soccer stuff to talk about. Anyone, anyone. Oh, Larry's got some soccer stuff to talk about. Go for it, Larry. I got two words. Black cats. Everybody's looking like, what the hell are we talking about? Sunderland going up to the championship, baby. Oh, that's the that's that one team that's on that one Netflix show. <laughs> right? Yeah, what's that show called? Sunderland um, till I die. <laughs> Actually... It, it's interesting. I actually started just now just started watching that. Now my goal is to watch that. There's the Leeds United one. There's one that um, uh, was recently released, but it, it's about uh, Crystal Palace, but it's from like 10 years ago uh, footage. So I, I'm going to be watching all these cool documentaries. The one from Leeds and, is excellent. And I'm, I, I know I'm a Tottenham fan, but I'm super excited for the upcoming uh, all or nothing Arsenal because it's going to be based off of this past season where – Arsenal choked at the end of the season. So I think every Tottenham fan is going to be watching that uh, series, at least the last couple episodes of it. Um, Brad Dillon, any random soccer information or news from you? Um, Forrest moved up to the Premier League. Congratulations to them. And one of the most potentially, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, controversial ways with a bunch of missed calls uh, for, I don't remember who they played against, but it's irrelevant. Uh, Nottingham Forest to the Premier League next year. He said it's irrelevant. <laughs> and you made Dylan cringe with that irrelevant comment because Dylan's team is in that division. <laughs> you do know that we support a championship team um, in our league, right? I mean, we're, it's for Good the same one. level. We're, yeah, there we go. Good one. I'm smart. I make I random make smart, thoughts, huh? smart words. Random thoughts. Um, and so because you're a guest, Larry, I know you knew this was coming, but I'm going to give you a moment to think of your random thought. I'm going to go to Dylan first since we haven't heard from him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Pride Month is here. So I now have a Walt Whitman poem called O Tan-Faced Prairie Boy. It's it's so short, guys. It's five lines. Words? Oh, lines. Jeez, that's not Five short. lines. Yeah. Five and, words uh, would have been short. Anyway, have a pride, everyone. Dylan's ready to reach through the camera and just like choke me out for, for messing with his uh, thought there. Um, Brad, your random thought. 
So I'm just going to one more time uh, say, please sign up for playing for Pride uh, prior to tomorrow's game if you want all the uh, all the points. I do have them timestamped when you submit them. So I will know if you are cheating the system and getting your picks in prior to kickoff. I will accept, though, uh, for not full credit uh, if you do turn it in before Saturday's game because... I want you. I want everybody to be able to uh, participate in this uh, month. It is a good charity, a good cause. Um, my random thought is happy birthday to my grandmother, uh, who is dealing with COVID but is kicking its butt because she's a uh, bad bleep, and I cannot uh, say the other word. Uh, she's an amazing woman. Uh, I got to see her at the wedding last weekend, and uh, just really happy that uh, she was able to make it out, even if she did contract COVID from the entire ordeal. There are so many words you can fill into that bleep, and I'm so curious as to which one Brad was trying to throw in there. Um, but let's leave it to the imagination. Let, imagine what you think it is. You'll never know. Uh, Larry, your random thought. Uh, first, thanks for having me, guys. It's really it's been an honor. I've had a great time tonight. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Um, I want to answer two of Dylan's questions that he likes to ask. Number one, a hot dog is not a sandwich. It never has been. It never will be. Number two, vegetables suck. They should not be eaten under any circumstances whatsoever. <laughs> Ever. Larry had a nice time and. Um... <laughs> So wait, wait, Larry, you don't eat, you don't eat like any, any vegetable ever. I will occasionally eat a salad, but I hear every time Dylan asks that question, these guys, almost all of them say friggin' Brussels sprouts. And I just cringe. I cringe internally and just, yeah, no, just no. So, so what we'll do, I'm, I'm going to start two GoFundMes right now. The first one's going to be, we'll do a GoFundMe to send uh, Larry to Anderson's split pea soup and he can go have some split pea soup on the road. The other one, we're going to do a GoFundMe for Dylan because we need to upgrade his home entertainment system. He's got something from like the nineties behind him there. We need to get him like a sound bar or a Bluetooth, uh, you know, tube or a speaker or something. He's got something that looks like it even has a record player on top of oh, it. Oh, it is a record player. Let me spin some records. Dang, right? All of this attacking. <laughs> yeah, feel so hey, Everything I said was out of love, Dylan. Everything was out of love. For your plumbing? For your apartment's plumbing? I feel bad for all of these things. Right. Dylan Allen You're all about the 90s. I refuse to do this. I'm all about the 90s. I am all about the 90s when I watch one of those shows like on CNN or MTV where it's like, you know, remembering the 90s. Um, But one thing that I cringe on is watching all these young people dressing like they're from the 90s because 90s had the worst fashion sense ever. uh, And now they're trying to bring it back. You dress like it's the 90s, right? I'm not dressed like the 90s. This guy dresses like it's the 90s. Anyway, quit slandering my handmade table and um, record player situation. It's golden uh I'm ladies gentlemen i want to think i think that'll be the patreon for this month um <laughs> it'll be a, a bare-fisted bare-chested cage match between uh mr race mora and yours truly let's do it dylan we'll, we'll we'll even live stream it and uh we'll we'll invite larry back and and him alan and brad could do the the commentary on it i'd pay we'll, five we'll, bucks for that <laughs> we'll put on we'll put on our own pay-per-view um, we'll do a a, a fight. We'll, but hey, Dylan, but it has to be no holds barred. And he's Bring doing another man. left hook. No holds barred, right? Like 
original like UFC one fighting stuff going on here. You could do anything. What is that like? No groin shots, and that's like the only rule. No groin yeah, shots. No, no you fighting. could do that at UFC one. You could do it in UFC one. No. Okay. <laughs> Ray Ray wanted Ray Ray was thinking that ex- exclusively. Ray has no rules. Yeah, that's that's all I was there are no right, rules yeah. in Ray's Fight Club. <laughs> um, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to us. If you're still listening at this point, thank you so much for doing so. And there are some of you still listening, which is pretty damn amazing at this point. But thank you so much for doing so. Um, again, follow us on social medias. Uh, donate to Athlete Alley if you have the opportunity. Uh, playing for Pride. Tweet out your support. Um, Larry's trying to hold up a scarf, but his green screen is not working too well there. Uh, the day I do, what's the day you die, Larry? Probably sooner rather than later because I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> I was going to think there. I want to thank Larry for taking some time to join us today. As always, Dylan, uh, Brad, uh, and our producer, Andy, Alan, we missed you tonight, but we did have another bearded, uh, awesome guest here to cover for you. So, uh, and look, at we got Grayson trying to like magically appear through the screen there. He wants to just touch All right, the beard. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for everyone here. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are. Oh! Uh-